Okay. It certainly is. Okay. Hi, I'm Julie. I'm a compulsive overeater. It's really great to see all your faces, man. It just, it's, it's really <laughs> wonderful. I love you guys. And um, <clears throat> so, you know, it was annoying meeting. So I'm wearing my hot dog earrings and, um, and I'm just here to share with you what it used to be like, what happened and what it's like now, or what I think it's like now. I mean, there's so much to share and oh, 15 minutes is a short time, but I will, so I'll just try and hit the high points or low points. Um, I've, I was looking at my arm this morning and I still have the creases where I had the baby fat. Okay. Because I look like, like the Michelin man had had a kid just rolls. I just had rolls everywhere. And I was a, I was an obese baby. I was a fat little kid. I was a, um, I, I used to think I was an overweight teenager. So, you ever see a picture of yourself and think, Oh God, if only, I mean, at that time I really thought I was fat and I wasn't skinny, but I, I sure as hell wasn't that heavy. But um, uh, I, I've always had, food's always been a big deal for me. You know, the, the food, the thing we hear a lot in Los Angeles meetings is people talk about food neutrality. And I just wanna say, if you're a compulsive overeater, food neutrality, I don't know a compulsive overeater worth their salt who isn't highly aware when lunchtime is. I am not neutral on the food issue, okay? It just means I'm not like, you know, like I used to, I was so miserable when you're traveling and man, every fast food restaurant just gets in your face because you're just like, you know, I don't have that anymore lately for a while, but that doesn't mean I don't ever have um, issues with food, too big a meal, wanting to eat. I mean, there was, the point when I call my sponsor and I just said, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm moving to the Midwest. I'm buying polyester. I'm going to do nothing but eat casseroles and I'm going to start smoking. Talk me out of it. I mean, it was just like, I just wanted to abandon every good health thing I could do. And she talked me, she didn't talk me out of it. She just talked to me and she listened. Um, and I don't, nobody is identified as a new person, okay? So, um, but I just was really struck tonight by our tradition that our primary purpose is to carry the message of recovery. So I'm gonna try and do that as best I can. Um, what I'm trying to say is that I've had problems with food and weight all my life from earliest memory. It's always been a problem. It's always been an issue. I mean, you know, my whole family had a food. It was, I was not unique. I mean, I wasn't the only fat one in the, the room. Even the dog got diabetes. I mean, we, it was, we were all overweight and, and that was normal. Okay, overweight was normal, but it wasn't okay. And I've been dieting since the age of seven. Literally my first diet was at the age of seven. And I had school nurses tell me I should lose a little weight and all my life. And, but when I went, the difference between a problem eater and a compulsive overeater, according to the big book that I remember it saying, that um, it centers in my mind. It's not just in my body. It's not just that I have, I have an, I myself have an allergy to certain foods, meaning when I eat one, I want more. I just want more. 
I mean, it sets up that craving and that obsession and that it, it crowds out all other thoughts. And it's just that, I just want that food, you know? Um, and I didn't know any of this stuff or what it meant till I came to Overeaters Anonymous, but I have been a flunk out of a lot of weight loss programs. I've tried a lot of diets. I've read a lot of books on diets. I've been to nutritionists um, and I've been threatened with the loss of a job if I didn't lose weight. I mean, it was all those things, okay? Um, but I think when I became a real compulsive overeater was um, between 17 and 18 or 16, 17 years old when my dad got cancer and I watched him die over a summer and my weight went from like 114 to 142. And I can, and I know the looks people give you when all of a sudden it's like, whoa, what happened to you? And it's like, you know, and you just want to flip them the finger. But uh, I was eating not just because it tasted good. I was eating to kill the feelings. Um, and that's why I eat. I don't like feelings. My, per my idea of a good time is passing out. And I mean, from food, I, I can, you know, I called it taking a nap, but I was passing out. Okay. And um, I would eat, you know, the balance of salty and sugar things so that you don't that get five. So I came into Overs Anonymous after being, I've never tried at anything so hard in my life as losing weight and keeping it off. And I've never failed at anything so thoroughly as losing weight and keeping it off. So I came to Overs Anonymous because it was the only thing I could think of to do. I've been coming to Overs Anonymous for over 40 years. I've been abstaining for th over 37. And my top weight in this program was like about 200 pounds. And I'm I used to be 5'3", I am now 5'2", and um, my bottom weight in this program was 98 pounds. So I know how to, I, I know all the aspects and, you know, exercising to try and get the weight off, taking laxatives. I mean, I, I get it. And um, this was the first place I ever came where people understood uh, and talked about eating out of garbage cans or eating food off the floor. And I did all those things and more. Okay. Um, if they gave tickets for drunk eating, I, I, you know, eating while driving under the influence, I, you know, I wouldn't be in a car today. Um, so what happened was, is I came to OA and I thought I had this thing and I thought I understood it and I thought I got it. And I, I got down to 98 pounds thinking that that's the way to feel better, to feel um, serenity and to be at peace. And I was just the opposite because I hadn't worked any steps. I had worked the first three sort of, but not really, not really, not to the degree it's necessary in this program. And I put all my weight back on. Uh, I, I started eating compulsively again. Cause I said, I said to the group, I was at an OME. I said, look, I'm miserable eating. I am miserable not eating. So I might as well eat. And I did. I went out and I started binging immediately and I put on 16 pounds in six days and went from 98 to 200 in less than three months. And for the next two and a half years, I tried to abstain and I could not, I would get 30, 60, two days, who knows. And then one day uh, somebody at an AA meeting because I was too ashamed to go to an OA meeting, I had enough 30 day chips to, you know, 
ring around the room. Um, and, they, and they suggested something that was completely novel to me. They suggested I try being kind to Julie. Nobody had ever said that to me in my life. I certainly hadn't said that to me. In my family, it was we shame our way into recovery. Well, uh, so I tried it one more time. I just tried one more time. And I wanted, the way I wanted it to go was God lift the obsession from me and it's no problem and ta-da. Instead it was like walking around with a silver back gorilla on your back. I wanted to eat every freaking day. Um, it was really hard. And the only way I didn't eat was because I was, I was just willing to go to meetings and I just knew that it, it's like, I wanna eat more than anything in the whole world and I know it's not the answer. And I know it's not gonna go anywhere, it's a dead end. It's a dead end. And so I would call people, I spent zillions of hours with my sponsor, I prayed my ass off and I just kept showing up at meetings and telling the truth, which was, I hate this. You know, people would say, Pastors is so wonderful. And I think, well, every cell in my body screaming to eat right now. So I don't think abstinence is all that fucking great. Okay. You know, but it's like, um, it was okay. And it was great. And I've gone to bed at six o'clock at night just to keep from eating, you know, that kind of stuff. So what's happened in, um, you know, in five minutes, uh, the last 37 years, um, because of over years, namaste, and because of these steps, I now have a way of life that works in rough going. What's been rough going? Oh, you know, moving, um, jobs, husband getting cancer, mother getting Alzheimer's, taking care of her for five and a half years. That was rough going. And I didn't have to eat through any of it uh, because of this program. Uh, and the tools work and the steps work. Um, and I just don't, I, I know I am a compulsive overeater and will be till the day they plant me in the earth, that there is no vacation from this. I used to think if I traveled to another state, it would be better. <laughs> it's not. And um, so minutes, one minute, Betty, who's timing me? Five more minutes. Thank you. Okay. So um, I'm so grateful for this program. I'm so grateful that this exists. I'm grateful for Zoom. I'm grateful for face-to-face -face meetings. I'm grateful because I don't hate who I see in the mirror anymore. And not because I'm a normal weight. It's, it's because of these 12 steps and sponsors and people who told me they love me, especially when I didn't love myself, and a higher power that I never knew I wanted that has uh, changed my life. The program and a higher power and you people have changed my life, okay? Um, it, the pro, with the help of the program, I was able to go back to school, get a master's degree. I've been able to stay married to the same guy you know, um, we took care of my mom and didn't have to eat over it. Uh, we moved to Southern California and I'm living in the desert 
and it's okay. It's actually beautiful, except in the next few months, it's going to get hotter than Hades, but it's, it's beautiful. And, um, and my focus has changed from how can I make a name for myself to how can I help you? I am so grateful to have a life because the only thing I want from over years anonymous was be able to fit in a swimsuit. That was my goal, period. And I can fit into a swimsuit and that's nice, but I mean, my skin looks like flesh colored jello. So it's not exactly a big deal anymore. But what is a big deal is that I lay my head on the pillow at night and I'm not in despair. And I wake up in the morning and I'm not filled with shame and regret most mornings and because of this program i just i have that little thing inside that that says i might not like what's going on but it's going to be okay with your help the help of the program and the help of other people it's going to be okay and just a little side note I weigh and measure what I eat because I have no idea what a normal portion looks like. And when I find out, I just get real depressed. So I weigh and measure what I eat. Um, and my abstinence is, is basically I don't eat refined sugar in the form of cakes, cookies, candies, all that stuff. I've never been known to tip up a cap, you know, a ketchup bottle and drink it. But, um, you know, I just don't, I just refined sugar and me don't get along at all. And, um, and I uh, don't bench. And there's a lot of other things I don't do anymore. But um, because of this program, I have, thank you. I have a life I never knew I wanted. I mean, had you told me love and service is going to be terrific. I would have said that's nice for Girl Scouts. But I'll tell you what, love and service is, is what I want my life to be about. And I try to make it so on a daily basis. And I'm grateful for all of you. Thanks.